Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de VIX, Consuelo, disponible en la app de VIX, ya. Paranormal Crimes, presented by Euphoria. Doctor Casal, I think you should be present at the procedure. We we found something very strange, Doctor. The police just have made a macabre discovery. Look at the skin. It's almost detached from the bodies because of the gas and liquid blisters. And some parts of the tissue is shredded. Also, the amount of insects on the bodies is enormous. Nothing like this has ever been seen in Argentine criminology. It was a horror. Not even the bodies of the drowned people we pulled out of the river were like those. Suicide, crime of passion, or paranormal phenomenon? Doctor? Yeah? Can I ask you something? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Are you a believer? Euphoria presents Paranormal Crimes. Where reason meets its limits. Season 1, The Mystery of the Cousins, an original series by Euphoria Podcast. Warning, the following story is based on a true case with dramatic scenes created from the events and exclusive statements of its protagonists. Some of the identities and situations have been changed. And always remember to listen until the last breath. Episode one of eight. Images of dreadfulness. Emergency, good morning. Good morning. I'm calling because I started to smell a very strong odor in my neighborhood this morning. Where do you live? In Vicente Lopez. Can you locate where the smell is coming from? I've been smelling it since it's last night. It's all over the block. It seems like it's There's coming from across wrong. the street. Seems like a gas leak. I have already failed a complaint with gasoline. It cattle. smells like burnt garbage. It's an unbearable stench. It smells like death. The private life of a judge is constantly altered by the urgency of police cases that don't respect timetables or holidays. But when at noon on Sunday, April 16, 1989, Judge Raul Casal received that phone call at his home. I'll get it. He didn't know how much his routine was going to be disrupted. Hello? Who is this? This is Benitez, the commissioner of the second Florida police department. What's happened? I'm sorry to bother you at your at this hour, but uh, I think you should be present at the procedure. We we found something very strange, doctor. 
Judge Casal takes a pen and writes down, Melo 3354. Ground floor in the back. Something in the commissioner's breath wraps that normal lunchtime in a thick, dark mystery. Casal runs out on lunch, exchanges his comfortable sports shirt for a stern gray suit, and heads to the scene, a small apartment complex in the Vicente Lopez district, just north of the city of Buenos Aires. Upon arriving at the scene, the judge gets out of his car and discovers dozens of onlookers behind the police, cordon off on the sidewalk of the property. As he approaches, he begins to smell the sharp odor of decomposition that slowly overtakes him. I'm asking you to respect the barrier tape. One step back, please. Excuse me. Excuse me, please let me through. Open up, let them through. As he moves forward, Casal looks at the neighbors who are murmuring in agitation and craning their necks, trying to see into the hallway that leads to the apartment. He steps over the police tape, flashing his badge, but can't help but pause at the pale and disturbed expression on the faces of the policemen and firefighters. It clearly exceeds what he's used to seeing at crime scenes. The judge's curiosity has become stronger than the horror that hangs in the air. Excuse me. Casal hesitates, but he can't let a random case override his prestige as a scholar, and he makes his way into the house. Still no word. Please step back. He enters the long hallway, and as he goes, he sees firefighters and police officers emerge from the apartment. Shocked, terrified, what lurid mystery lurks at the end of the hallway? Dr. Casal, over here. An elderly policeman seems to recognize him and rushes to catch up to him. I am, my name is Commissioner Benitez, and uh, I'm the one who called you. His ashen face, glassy eyes, and broken voice give the judge a sense of foreboding that something very strange awaits him inside. What's the situation here? Well, uh, I know you're a very experienced man, but, uh, but this is different, Doctor. This is really horrifying. I think I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Doctor, but you don't. Here, take a handkerchief. You'll need it. Trust me. Casal takes the perfume-laden handkerchief that Benitez holds out to him and looks at him in confusion. He knows he's no rookie. He's a wizened career cop used to the harshest realities. What terrifying scene could have upset him so much? Covering his nose and mouth, the judge decides to enter. Gomez, Permedia, let him through. He's the judge in charge. Police and firemen lead the way down the hallway, and the judge goes into the apartment he's told to enter. The place is small, modest, shabbily decorated, but tidy all the same. In the kitchen sink, there are some dishes and utensils that haven't been washed, while on the table, next to an open soda bottle, flies hover over an uncovered pot of leftover food. In the living room, on a small shelf, 
There's an old picture of the Virgin Mary, a rosary, and on a wall a little further away, there hangs a humble crucifix with a Christ whose features have been erased by time. At a first fleeting glance, both the living room and the kitchen are classic domestic postcards. However, something seems slightly removed from reality, as if a dark mantle of mysticism submerged the environment in a dense and dreamlike atmosphere that foreshadows the beginning of a nightmare. Cassell tries to move towards the bathroom, but the dreadful stench assaults his senses and stops him in his tracks. Kassal nods as he tries to hold back gagging by pressing the scented handkerchief against his nose and mouth. He closes his eyes and breathes, softly and through his mouth, trying to get just enough air in. He turns his gaze towards the hallway and sees Commissioner Benitez, who nods, understanding the sensation. Did you see it? Told you so. From the bathroom door come muffled voices and the flashes of the forensic photographer. A policeman staggers out and collapses into one of the dining room chairs, staring at the judge as if he were not there, his expression transfixed by horror. With an enormous effort of will, Casal advances towards the bathroom, leaving room for the experts to move out, who all pass without even greeting their superior. But at the door, the judge stops again, paralyzed. His face breaks out in a cold sweat. His stomach turns to stone, and his breathing stops abruptly as he finds himself in front of the most diabolical scene he could ever imagine. Judge Casal, MD, encounter number one. I never saw anything like that before. I never saw it again or heard about it again. Something I'll say which is true is that yes, there is something diabolical here. Because all these things were enough to create the storyline of something diabolical. We'll be right back with more Paranormal Crimes. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Let's continue with more paranormal crimes. Fence, We want to know what happened. Do you know what happened? They found someone dead. Behind the fence, please. Sir, please step back. Let the firemen work. I heard from the state gas employee that it wasn't just one person. They don't know anything, but they say it's worse than a horror scene. As neighbors continue to crowd the sidewalk behind the police fence, Casal finds himself in the property's bathroom, facing the most gruesome scene he's ever seen in his life. In the bathtub, the naked corpses of two women, grotesquely deformed by an advanced state of decomposition, lie sunk in a thick, dark substance. Casal tries to swallow saliva, but his throat refuses. 
A violent retching forces him to turn around and leave the bathroom. He searches for Commissioner Benitez's gaze, who only manages to raise his shoulders. To this day, the judge still has the scene engraved in his memory. Judge Cassell, MD, meeting number one. One of the girls was a very young girl, the other a young woman, but not so young, with a notable age difference. And the two of them were together in a bathtub. It was pretty shocking to find two dead people like that. In that state of decomposition of the bodies was... There were questions to be asked. One, the older one, had a blouse, and below the waist, she had no clothes on, and the other girl did not have anything on. She was totally naked. The bodies were completely swollen, with huge blisters of water, I suppose. And in a state, let's say, like when you keep your hand under water and the skin starts to age. The skin was totally lacerated, and I was shocked by the blisters, the size of the blisters. And it was as if they had been submerged in the water for, let's say, a very long time with bed sores, bed sores that hadn't had enough time to be produced. And this was precisely because some of the blisters had burst. So the skin was exposed. They were like rubber dolls. They were huge, 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 totally bloated bodies full of sores. And well, it was quite horrific. And it was quite horrific because because you couldn't attribute it to anything. It was quite strange. Holding his breath and trying to hide his distress, Judge Cassell forces himself to observe the grisly scene in detail. The corpses are sitting inside the tub, facing each other, in an absurd position accentuated by the horrific swelling and the bluish color of the flesh. The skin of their limbs, of their torsos, of their faces, has swelled into giant blisters filled with a translucent liquid. The faces are blackened, distorted into hideous expressions, eyes bulging out of their sockets from their mouths, frozen in an atrocious scream, a blackish liquid runs down to reach the tiles. One of the bodies is stark naked, sprawled over the edge of the tub. One of its arms, hanging outside the tub, seems to have left a bra on the floor. The other corpse wears only a black bra and a watch on her wrist almost swallowed by the swelling of her arm. The tub is overflowing with a nauseating dark liquid, swarming with worms, flies, and maggots. The judge, wrapped up in his own world, crouches before the corpses and looks at them. In the sepulchral stillness of the bath, he imagines hearing the imperceptible crackling of the fermenting bodies and the acidic boiling of the viscous substance that floods the tub. Beside him, 
The forensic photographer, a man of experience, shatters the silence of the room with every camera shot. Through his lens, he scans the scene, capturing the fragments of horror. And in the depths of his spirit, he cannot help but think that the work of horror he portrays can only be attributed to dark energies, to diabolical forces. What perverse and veiled deed could have provoked this sordid tableau of death? The mystery presents itself as a deep and dangerous swamp. Doctor, would you prefer that I continue later? No, no, no. Go on, please. You know, I've been doing forensic photography for 22 years. I've covered train wrecks, fires, suicides, building collapses, torture. But I have never seen anything like this. Never. Did you take pictures of the open windows and the stove in the living room? Yes, Doctor. Well, continue. The judge tries to focus on not missing any details of the scene. The floor full of stinking water. The windows wide open. Some clothes on the floor. The stiff arm of one of the bodies raised in the air in a definitive salute. Casal, unable to take his eyes off the corpses, summons the coroner to the bathroom. What can you tell me? It's complex. They're in an advanced stage of decomposition. Look at the skin. It's almost detached from the bodies because of the gas and liquid blisters. In some parts, the tissue is shredded. Also, the amount of insects on the bodies is enormous. How long do you think they've been like this? For the bacteria and larvae to have developed so much. Uh, these women have been dead for about six weeks. How long? Yeah at least six weeks. When a corpse is exposed to the elements, a whole ecosystem of insects, parasites, and microorganisms begin to develop. Little by little, they grow and multiply over the flesh until they devour and decompose it completely. That ecosystem is the cadaveric fauna, and Casal knows that it's one of the best clues forensic investigators have to determine how long a body has been dead. Judge Casal gazes absorbedly at the bathtub with the two bodies. He knows he's at the beginning of a case that will lead him through a complex and sinister labyrinth. He analyzes the scene in detail and can't help but feel a stone in the pit of his stomach. It's worse than any horror movie he's ever seen in his life. He looks for some clues to construct a hypothesis. Electrocution, drowning by immersion, poisoning, carbon monoxide asphyxiation, a suicide, a crime, or a truly unusual event. But there's not a single piece of information to help him figure out what happened here. Is there a natural way to explain this atrocity? Or 
are we really dealing with an unexplainable case? I never saw anything like that before. I never saw it again or heard about it again. That state of decomposition. No, I never saw anything like that. Never saw it again. Never heard about it again either. Something I'll say which is true is that yes, there is something diabolical here. Because all these things were enough to create the storyline of something diabolical. While Casal analyzes the scene of horror, in the apartment's dining room, two young agents take note of the objects and documents found so far. The first ID belongs to Irma Beatrice Giron, 21 years old, residing in the province of Buenos Aires. The document was inside a flowered purse on the room's side table, together with about 20 Australis. Irma Giron, 21 years old. The second ID belongs to Claudia Noemi Fernandez, aged 15 years old. Very young. Also with an address in the province. The document was on the kitchen counter next to a cloth handkerchief and a set of keys. They were very young. Don't get all mushy, Gomez. This is not the time. However, Young Agent Gomez can't help himself. In his hands, he holds the documents with the photos of both women, luminous, full of life, and now they're just a few feet away from him, mysteriously dead, decomposing. Secretly, he looks into their eyes, still vibrant in the photos, and asks them, what happened to them? What kind of curse subjected them to such a bloody death? What dreadful and perverse experience did they go through to die like this? Hey. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Anything else in the purse? Uh, no, 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 sorry, um, nothing else. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, under Cassell's supervision, the coroner carefully takes samples of the corpses and the cadaveric fauna. Once done, the judge orders the fire chief to have the bodies removed and taken to the judicial morgue for autopsies. However, the firemen who are in charge of the work have encountered the first obstacle. I went in, and they came in with me, besides the police, the fire chief. I ordered him to take out the bodies from the bathtub because they were facing each other. And he told me that he couldn't because if he pulled the limbs away, he would tear them apart. There was a nasty tone in his voice, so I told him that I was giving him an order, that I was not asking him for a favor, and that this was a direct order from me. He didn't. He didn't feel comfortable. The fire chief told me, Doctor, you don't understand that if I pull on the arms, I'm going to tear them off. 
So I told him, break up the tub. These bodies have to be taken out because they have to be autopsied. Casal is exasperated. The case has just begun and already difficulties appear. The firemen, under the strict order of the judge, begin to evaluate how to remove the bodies. As some witnesses recall, sometime later, the fire chief would say, It was a horror. Not even the bodies of the drowned people we pulled out of the river were like those. There was no way to lift them. The flesh was falling apart and nobody wanted to take care of it. We even thought of removing the bathtub and taking them inside it to the morgue. So far, all Judge Casal knows is that there are two women, that one was possibly named Irma and was 21 years old, and the other Claudia and was 15. However, the state of the bodies makes it impossible to verify their identities by comparing their deformed faces with the photographs on their IDs. The judge also knows from the coroner's first analysis that the women have been dead in the bathtub for at least six weeks. Casal asked his secretary to try to contact a relative and find out if the women were reported missing. He finds it too strange that no one has come forward looking for them in the month and a half since their deaths. Something begins to seem off, and the nightmare slowly begins to take shape. In order to move forward with the case, the judge leaves the bathroom and goes out into the hallway to talk to Commissioner Benitez, who lights a cigarette with the butt of the previous one. He's visibly affected. Who found the bodies? The owner of the property who rented to the girls. He lives up, up here, uh, but he's not here now, he's, he's working. Cigarette? No, 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 thank you. Any other neighbors we can speak to? Yeah, the owner's wife. Where is she? She went to a relative's house. Uh, she was very shocked after seeing the bodies and doesn't want to go back. Can you send someone to pick her up? Yeah, of, of course, doctor. Yeah. Um, doctor? Yeah? Can, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Are you a believer? What? Are you a believer? I believe in evidence. As they prepare to wait for the owner of the property, Judge Casal and Commissioner Benitez go out to the sidewalk to look among the neighbors for any testimony that might give them some information. Excuse me, excuse me, if we could gather around, please. Okay, good afternoon. My name is Commissioner Benitez and from the second police station of Florida. And this here is Dr. Casal, judge in charge of the case. Now, we would like to know if any of you knew the tenants of the apartment at the back. Uh, I may have met her once, but we never talked. I knew her by sight. I saw her once, but we never spoke. She seemed like a very private girl. I, I always saw her alone. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, I never saw her with anyone, no. When I would take my dog out, I'd see her come and go, but she never greeted me. Maybe she was too shy. It seemed like she wanted to avoid contact, like she was always hiding something. Was it one of you who called this in? Yes, I, I called this morning. I couldn't stop smelling it since last night. I started to smell it yesterday too, uh, around eight o'clock at night. I just smelled it this morning. I live here, two houses away, and this morning I started to smell it too. Suddenly, something triggers a strange confusion in the judge. Only between yesterday and today, the neighbors started to smell it? Cassell, from his experience as a criminal judge, knows that by the third day, any rotting corpse begins to give off the dreadful stench of death. But if the women have been dead for six weeks, how is it possible that no one has noticed it before? What could have caused the smell to begin to be perceived only a day ago? Clearly, there's something here that goes beyond a natural death. But what? We'll be right back with more Paranormal Crimes. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Let's continue with more Paranormal Crimes. The police just have made a macabre discovery. Two dead women in a bathtub. Nothing like this has ever been seen in Argentine criminology. It's a really diabolical scene. Cassell continues to stand in front of the property with the neighbors, trying to find some testimony to help him understand how it was only yesterday that they began to smell the bodies that had been decomposing for at least a month and a half. I went to sleep last night and told my husband that I smelled something. When no I witness to ER, claims to have perceived it before, and Casal is beginning to think it's not going to be easy. Why don't they say what's going on? Commissioner Benitez leaves Casal alone with the neighbors and goes to meet the patrol car that arrives with the owner of the property. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, very carefully, Firefighters continue to work trying to extract the bodies. Simultaneously, police officers continue to search the entire house in detail, taking photos and notes of every room. But nothing found on the premises suggests anything out of the ordinary. Everything seems to want to hide the sinister plot of the deaths that occurred six weeks ago. One of the policemen present that day would later recall to his colleagues. The whole house, man, the smell, it was like death. But there was something very sinister in the air, like outside the bathroom, everything was intact. As if the girls had interrupted their activities for an instant and never returned. Man, whatever happened inside the bathroom, it was something that took them by surprise. Something they didn't expect or something they couldn't fight against that finally ended their lives. As Casal continues to converse with the neighbors, Commissioner Benitez returns with a stiff grimace of confusion. With a discreet gesture, he asks Casal for a word in private. 
The judge turns away from the neighbors. Uh, excuse me, doctor. Mm. The owner of the property is here. She's waiting for us at her house, but uh, she's telling me something that doesn't make any sense. I'm, I mean, I, I swear I don't understand anything. Intrigued, Casal leaves a policeman to gather witness statements and, along with Benitez, goes to meet with Noemi, the owner of the house. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Slowly. Relax. There's no hurry. Please tell me your full name. Noemi. Noemi Pivas. Okay, Noemi. Did you know the woman who lived in the back? No, not the women. The woman. There's only one girl who lives here. And she's the one who rents from us. Well, in the bathroom, they found two women. Yes, I know. My husband found them. Noemi, tell me, when did you begin to smell the odor? Oh, last night when I went to sleep. I didn't smell it before. As Judge Casal listens intently to Noemi's every word, the firefighters finally find a way to remove the two bodies from the tub. With delicate movements, they pull both bodies out together, one on top of the other, because they can't separate them without them falling apart. Once out of the tub, the fire chief sends the bodies to the judicial morgue, where another door to horror opens. The bodies are so decomposed that they must be refrigerated for the next 48 hours in order to begin autopsies. Otherwise, it would be impossible to handle them. The necropsy will be decisive in determining what happened here. As the bodies are driven away in an ambulance, Casal is about to hear a revealing piece of information that will change everything. Okay, now tell me, what was your relationship like with this girl, Irma, your tenant? She was a very good girl, very quiet. We never had any problems. And did you know the other girl, this uh, Claudia Fernandes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could be her cousin. And did you know her? No, no. I saw her for the first time a little while ago. Tell him what you told me before, madam. Tell the judge what you told me. What's going on? Come in. Excuse me, Commissioner. The media is here. No, no one is to speak with the press and everyone stays behind the fence. I don't want a single camera nearby, understood? Affirmative. No, Amy, uh, don't worry, okay? Nobody's gonna bother you. I don't want to talk to the reporters. I understand. You don't have to talk to anyone, only to us. Now, tell him what you told me before. That the cousin was sick? Yes, but tell the judge how you knew that. Okay, um, because Irma came to ask me for the phone number to call a doctor. And when was that? Two days ago. Excuse me, when? Two days ago. Commissioner Benitez looks at the judge, trying to get him to give him an answer. But Casal thinks he's misunderstood. 
two days ago, did Noemi see Irma alive? Only two days when the experts and the bodies tell a totally different story with at least six weeks of death. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I need you to be absolutely clear about this. Are you saying that Irma came to see you two days ago? Yes. Yes. It was to do in two days. Today is Sunday. Well, Friday night she was here. She came to ask me the for the phone because her cousin had a fever and she called a doctor. That's impossible, ma'am. It can't have been only two days. You're not confusing her with another neighbor? Doctor, I'm telling you that the girl was... She was here! She spoke on the phone, gave me a kiss goodbye and left. How could I be confused? At that moment, Judge Cassell feels that time stands still before an abyss of questions and understands that he's facing the strangest case of his entire career as a magistrate. The gruesome scene in the bathroom, his experience, and what the forensic experts have told him leave him no room for doubt. The corpses have been decomposing for almost two months. But then, how could Doña Noemi have seen them alive just two days ago? Two days ago, yes. She was standing right where you are now. This has been Paranormal Crimes, where reason meets its limits. Season one, The Mystery of the Cousins. Scenes from the next episode. What happened, Turco? I thought you had quit smoking. With cases like this, impossible. Strange case, isn't it? Several weeks dead, and they just found them today? We are live with our mobile unit from the front of the Mellow House, and we are told that the judge is coming out. We are with you, Sandra. What is going on? So Irma, the older one, did she live alone on the property? Yes. You know, but when she rented from us, she came with a man. They were going to rent together, but in the end, she stayed alone. That's right, the judge has just left the property and apparently he's not going to give a statement. Judge, judge, please, judge, please, come, please, come, judge. You saw them alive two days ago, but they've been rotting for weeks? Oh, come on, don't start, Turco. It's an ordinary case. There's nothing supernatural. What can you tell us about the case? And your daughter doesn't show up, but you still get married? We were all very busy. Organizing everything for the civil ceremony and for the party the next day. I thought she was with her cousin. Casal, is it true that there are five dead? Tell me about the boyfriend, Dario Toho. Did you meet him? Yes, he told me they wanted to rent it for the two of them together. Then he told me it was for her alone. At one point, I had to ask him to clarify who was going to live there. Do you have any clues as to who the killer is? And if the miner, the one who asked for medical help, was she possessed by some entity? Paranormal Crimes, produced by Plataforma Sound Stories. Original production for Euphoria Podcast, presented by Euphoria.
Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Yeah.